the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Your world has changed, and we've got you covered. Around the clock, 24-7. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. With SRN News, I'm Jason Weichert. New poll finds a majority of American voters disapprove of the indictment of former President Trump over the alleged mishandling of classified documents. That number, according to a Rasmussen Report survey, finds 54% of likely U.S. voters think the federal action is bad for America, compared with 35% who think it's good for the country. 11% responded not sure. Former White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer thinks Mr. Trump did well to not focus on his own legal woes when he spoke after last week's court appearance. Yes, he talked a little bit about his situation, but then he pivoted and talked about what's at stake in the election and why this is important. Spicer explains that voters want a candidate who will champion their own concerns. People are hiring you to solve their problems, to make a community safer and better, a country safer, better, stronger. John Spicer speaking with Salem Radio. George Williams reporting. And this is SRN News. Bad decisions limit future options. Make enough bad decisions and you destroy your life. Listen to The Flotline with your host Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 7.30 here on AM 1280 The Patriot. The Flotline describes a main line of resistance in your soul, built on God's Word. Join us every Sunday for 30 minutes of inspiration, motivation, education, all without manipulation. The Flotline with Rick Hughes, every Sunday morning at 7.30, here on AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio, and if you like what you hear, remember, AM radio is under siege right now. You need to tell your congresspeople, your senators, that AM radio deserves to survive in cars and trucks. The manufacturers want to kill it. We can't let that happen. You need to contact Congress. Thank you. This is The Patriot. Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Oh, don't you wish? No. Brad's out today. Actually, Brad and I are switching days today, as we often do. I had a very busy day yesterday. I was actually started off the day uh, judging the Speaking Proudly competition at the state capitol. As always, fantastic time doing that. It's always one of the highlights of whatever season it's in. So, so I'm looking forward to having the winner, by the way, on the show here in coming weeks. If all you organizers are tuned in listening, just throwing a little hint out there. Anyway, I'm in for Brad today. Brad's in for me yesterday. We'll be switching on and off over the summer here because what the heck? It's vacation time. In fact, uh, yeah, I'm actually taking my longest break from this show in history coming up this fall which is really uncertain territory for me. At any rate, it's Juneteenth, uh, Juneteenth weekend. And uh, with us to uh, describe that, it's, it's, uh, it's Walter Hudson. Uh, Lacey Johnson will be joining us shortly here. Juneteenth, for starters, for those who haven't heard the story, and it's a new federal holiday for those who haven't been paying attention, just a brief uh, rundown. What is, first of all, welcome to the show, Walter. Great to have you here again. Always glad to be here, and it uh, feels like putting on an old glove. <laughs> it certainly does. Uh, so d- d- describe Juneteenth for those who are, who are new to our, our newest federal holiday. Well, I have to confess, I'm by no means a historical expert on all the nuances of Juneteenth, but my my rough understanding of it is that obviously we had the Emancipation Proclamation following the end of the Civil War, Mm -hmm. and um, being that we didn't have folks running around in 19 or 1865 um, with a bunch of smartphones and Twitter accounts, 
uh, it took time for news to travel. Yep. And um, it took up to two years, right. almost two years, for it to reach the furthest reaches of the American territories. Fox 9's story selection was no better then than it is now. <laughs> Oops, where did that come from? I have no idea. Yes, I, as I recall, it was uh, freedmen in Galveston had not heard as of two years after the Emancipation Proclamation that they right. were, in fact, free. So it's, it's, a, it's a great story. I mean, yeah. I, 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 there were some conservatives who, who, who hemmed and hawed a bit about, about the holiday. I... I was not one of them. I thought it was a perfectly fine. Idea. We we have much dodgier holidays out there in this uh, in our society. So you know, more more power to it. So, and uh, the Republican Party is finally uh, getting out there and doing something about this. You and Lacey Johnson were up in North Minneapolis yesterday. I followed along in uh, on on social media. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the event yesterday. Yeah, well, I mean, Lacey is is up there a lot more often than I am, um, and he was certainly with us in spirit over the over the weekend. Right. Um, I and a handful of other legislators, um, the minority leader Lisa Damith, um, we had Senator Mark Curran, we had Representative Elliot Ingen. Um, I'm going to end up missing people. Krista Knutson <laughs> was there, I and mean, we had a number of Republican elected legislators hanging out on the north side of Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, outnumbering elected Democrats who were present, by the way, <laughs> yes. uh, by by quite a bit. Um, we did see uh, Senate President Joe, uh, um, Bobby Joe Champion there both days, Friday and Saturday, and had cordial conversations with him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just set up a tent, and it, I had a sign made that said, Ask a Republican Anything, <laughs> which— I, I love that touch, by the way. You're, you're taking, I guess you're taking a little bit of a risk, but I figured, hey, if there's a question I can't answer, then I need to figure out why. Right? Yeah. Um, and so I plopped it down in front of the table and just kind of sat there and waited to see what would happen. And what ended up happening was um, we, we gave a lot of candy to a lot of kids, and we had some very meaningful conversations um, with quite a few folks about just the, the lack of relationship between the Republican Party and folks who live in that community. Um, and also the, the, their observations about politics generally and their dissatisfaction with the status quo and the, the beginnings of a conversation that may at some point result in us recognizing exactly how conservative principles and the Republican Party's um, value proposition can provide something worthwhile to folks who live in North Minneapolis. Yeah, there, I know we've had, uh, at least since I've been watching, a solid generation of Republic, Republicans who have pointed out that there's no reason uh, people like uh, pe- people like like North uh, like the African American community in North Minneapolis shouldn't be conservatives. I mean, they they tend to be uh, they, uh, as a broad stereotype they tend to have be more involved with their faith for example than right. than the society in general here they they have a lot of conservative values and and there's this hope that there's going to be something that flips the switch and and turns the light on over people people's heads and say yeah first principles reagan was uh, quite the guy let's do this that's not realistically how how social change happens no i mean it, and that's it it's difficult for me to even narrow down where to start in having this conversation because I get so excited as all of the different observations bounce around in my head. But let me start here. Like physically yesterday, this event took place on the lawn of a church. Right. Right. Um, And much of the programming, you know, they had a stage set up and they had music and they had speakers. um, And, you know, it was, it was an eclectic mix of both the, the sacred and the secular. Right. Um, but there was a lot of religion happening. There was a lot of Christianity being proclaimed. People were being called, uh, you know, perhaps not in this explicit of terms, but they were being called to repentance. Right. They were being shown examples of I cleaned up my life. You know, people were getting up there giving testimonies of I've been clean for X number of years and what have you. Had people roam in the crowd um, from various organizations that obviously had a religious bent, a religious messaging. Um, offering services and help and mentorship um, to folks to try to improve their lives in, a, in, a, in the same way that we're always saying, hey, this is what you need to do. Um, and I think my takeaway from that is it's not that folks in the black community, um, in urban communities, on the north side, it's not that they don't know or understand or care about the things that we're always prescribing for them, family, faith, 
um, education. Edu- yeah, they the, all those values are in are inherently interwoven within their community. What right. they don't like and what they resent is being talked down to. Right. What they resent is people who who they've never met and who they've never seen and who they know they probably never will see or meet telling them in a soundbite, well, you just need to have more fathers in the home and that'll solve all your problems. And then walking away dismissively and not caring. Yeah. That's what they resent. And so the the change that needs to take place is is rather than just coming in and kind of carpet bombing slogans about faith and family and then leaving and thereby demonstrating that we don't actually care. Um, we need to be getting into these neighborhoods and developing personal, authentic, meaningful relationships um, that demonstrate that we actually care what happens to them. Yeah. So, so you put, and I, by the way, I've said for years, one of the best investments the GOP could make if they had uh, a whole lot of extra money lying around was to rent out a storefront on Broadway somewhere or on East Lake Street and just basically put up the Lucy Van Pelt's uh, sort of like your signs as if come in and ask a Republican a question and keep it there. Right. I mean, <laughs> and, and not and not vaporize uh, after. I mean, do it more than three months before an election here. Mm-hmm. And that would and I thought they made a de- uh, under Keith Downey. I thought they made at least a notional start by putting the Republican Party headquarters down on East Franklin Avenue. Well, just in time for it to gentrify. So it probably didn't really count for very much here. But I'm dying to hear what did you hear from people? I mean, yeah. the first person to walk up to you and say, yeah, I got a question for a Republican. What what? What kind of questions did you get? What sort of uh, tell me about the conversations you had? The the most common question I received that I I was actually taken aback by and not at all prepared to answer <laughs> was why are you a Republican? Oh really? And and it's not that I don't know the answer to that question. It's just that's not the question I was expecting. Right? Like when really? you go <laughs> when you go into North Minneapolis and you have a sign that says "Ask a Republican Anything." Yeah. Um, you expect to hear like questions about Donald Trump or about the indictment or about alleged racism or whatever the case may be. But for them to personally look at me and be like, "Why are you a Republican?" And so, at, <laughs> at first, my answer uh, because I was taken off guard was was very surface level and very, you know, high line item of, well, you know, I believe in, in personal autonomy and um, that people ought to be able to pursue their happiness. And I, I don't think that um, we ought to be subject to the initiation of force by other people, whether it's criminal force or governmental force. And, you know, you give that those kind of bullet points and eyes kind of start to glaze over. Yeah. Um, the more productive conversations happened uh, at what, so there was a turning point and it happened on Saturday yesterday where a guy, um, who does some work with corporations in terms of evaluating the effectiveness of their organizations right. showed up and chatted with us and talked to me specifically about what I was doing and why I was there. And he's, and, and he talked about the value of just walking up to somebody and asking them, how can I serve you better? Interesting. And that became my icebreaker after that point. And when I started, when I started by asking that question rather than waiting for them to ask me a question, yeah, I started getting more interesting answers. And what I heard, um, common themes were, no matter how, yes, we vote Democrat, yeah. we uh, we vote Democrat more or less up and down the ticket, um, but it doesn't really matter whether we vote Democrat or Republican, and a lot of us don't bother to vote at all. And the reason why is because nothing ever changes. Right. The stock market could go, could go down. It could crash. It could go up to the moon. Either way, nothing's going to change in the ghetto. Yeah. And so what's the point? So there's this sense of hopelessness, this sense of there being nothing in it for them yeah. to get involved in the system, um, which is interesting, right? Because yeah. it raises the question of, well, Democrats keep telling you, vote for us and things will get better. Be the change you want. And you're telling me that that's not happening. So why is that, and what can we do to change it? Um, and the other thing that I repeatedly heard uh, was just the need for relationship, the need for respect, um, the need for people to take an interest in what's going on uh, in order to be able to. And and of course, the word resources keeps getting thrown around. Oh well, yeah. And I had I was I benefited from having um, one of the great videographers um, from Alpha News showed up yesterday, and we did a lot of kind of man on the street interviews. Yeah. Um, and I'll be putting that stuff out on social media in as quickly as possible. Cool. Um, but one of the things that I asked somebody who brought up resources is I said, you know, look, from my district is ninety six percent white. 
Um, I, I obviously I'm a Republican, so I run around with a bunch of conservatives. When they hear the word resources, all they hear is money. Right. So uh, you're you're, t- you're talking about rain and money, and right. and she shook her head and she's like, no, that's that's not just about the money. Resources go beyond the financial. There's there's such a thing. I mean, we call it human resources, right? Right. Um, the being time is a resource. Yeah. Presence is a resource. Uh, caring, invest, emotional investment is a resource. Um, and so I think there's a great opportunity for us to reevaluate our assumptions about what people are asking for and provide a better value. 651-289-4488 if you have questions or comments for Walter Hudson or at some point here, Lacey Johnson should be joining us here. Let's take a quick break. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. The fun is literally five-eighths over, which means it's really just beginning. Be right back. From South St. Paul to Southeast Asia and Little Canada to regular-sized Canada, we're where you are. Listen anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. 800-504-1123. 800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. Step into Red Wing Shoes this season for a comfortable pair of waterproof footwear. They feature safety toe and regular toe work boots and shoes. Let their friendly fit experts find you the right footwear for your job in the right size. Remember, Red Wing also carries accessories, polish, socks, inserts, and more. Don't forget to ask about their mobile shoe service where they bring the store to you. Visit Red Wing Shoes in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. Hi, this is Tim Oberg from the Kingdom Builders. You know, when we go out to do roof inspections, we often find older roofs that were replaced maybe 15, 20, 25 years prior, but we notice that the roofer never replaced the attic vents or other key roof components. This can seriously compromise the integrity of a roof and allow leaking, mold and mildew, and other damage that can require more expensive repairs down the road. With the Kingdom Builders, we always install new attic vents, new valley metal, and new gutter apron if we'll be installing new gutters. In other words, we don't cut corners. We always have one of our own roofing project managers show up on site with our crews to make sure all details are addressed from the beginning of the job. And we warranty our workmanship for the life of your roofing products. If you'd like a free roofing, gutter, or siding quote, or need an inspection after a hailstorm, call us at 612-900-9166 or reach out at thekingdombuilders.com where we always say, we're not salesmen, we're just great roofers. You wouldn't run your washer for just a pair of socks, but your old water softener is doing just that when it regenerates. A smarter wet technology water softener from Commerce Water will save you salt and energy. Get $400 for your old salt hog from Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. Too black, too strong. Too black, too strong. AM 12A, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget, Salem Now is the best streaming platform there is, period, end of sentence. And you don't have to pay a monthly fee. It includes great programming like uh, Red, White, and Blueprint, the North California Community Bands Together Against State Officials who have attacked their rights. Miniseries follows constituents who aim to recall county supervisors in a new special election. Democracy in action. Uh, it actually works for the good guys here occasionally as well here. So check out SalemNow.com. Uh, Mitchburg in for Brad Carlson, joined by Walter Hudson and joined by Lacey Johnson. Lacey, welcome to the show here. 
Uh, thanks, Mitch. Uh, glad to be here today on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you. And, and to both of you yeah, as well. And everybody out in our audience who are fathers. And then uh, premature, happy Juneteenth, which is tomorrow. It is tomorrow. That's so right. a lot of happiness to go around here today. That's right. So, so, so uh, we, we, you, you, I'm presuming you heard all about uh, me and Walter's discussion as you were coming in here today. So uh, anything to add so far before we go on to the, uh, the, the big beef of the, uh, of the episode here? Well, I, uh, I was not surprised that uh, uh, a big majority of the feedback he got from the community was we want to see a difference. Uh, we've heard all the talk before. Uh, that's my message to anyone who want to get the votes especially the Republican Party that wants to get the votes in the inner city, yeah. uh, you're going to have to do something to make a difference in people's lives. That's my opinion. Now, you can go the normal uh, political messaging route and expect for people to believe you, but there's a whole turnoff with politics and politicians all together. And I think uh, sometimes we put the uh, horse, before, the cart before the horse. I'm, what I'm saying, let's do some things to change people's lives as far as uh, their faith is concerned, as far as family is concerned, as far as education is concerned, and as far as wealth generation. And once again, we're going to talk about that later. All that maps to what we're doing with the Frederick Douglass Foundation. So we can talk about that a little later also. And you said the magic words, Frederick Douglass Foundation. We'll come back to that in just a moment here. Uh, Walter uh, made an interesting observation. He said the people, people that he talked to said they're looking for some resources. And those resources aren't necessarily financial, although you know, money certainly has its place. And it is a fact, by the way, that the state of Minnesota, the city of Minneapolis, has tended to focus most of its resources on the south side and, and left north, uh, the north side pretty much as a, as a federal project for the last I don't know, 50, 60 years. I had a long con- uh, conversation with David Strom about this a while ago, and it's just the depths of that particular set of assumptions just boggled my mind back then here. But let's talk about the resources that people like us, people who are conservatives who care about places like the north side or Frogtown or the lower east side or wherever have you, or the midway in my case, uh, what what sort of resources we can bring? What sort of resources that that can be sent to a place like that that would make a difference? Well, I think you hit on it. There's all kinds of resources out there. And even if we're talking about financial resources, uh, what I look at is changing people's whole perspective on resources. Resources are not the end of themselves. What I'm saying to the community and what I think our approach should be, we provide the resources that would help you eventually create your own resources. Right. So it's an investment rather than just a gift or something like that, a charitable donation. So resources are important, but I think we, we're we talking about financial resources. We're talking about spiritual resources. I mean, we got to uh, motivate that and get messages out on that. Uh, educational resources, I think, uh, and I, I'm kind of disappointed uh, that the GOP is backed away from vouchers and things like that to improve education and bring competitiveness in the, in, in, into the system. And, and, of course, the uh, uh, business development aspect where we need uh, Republicans out there or anyone out there with money yeah. to invest in these uh, uh, businesses. And there's a lot of uh, entrepreneurs in these uh, communities that we need to be encouraging and getting behind with the understanding that it's, entrepreneurs are not a guarantee that we need to take some risk in that. But once again, uh, when they're donated to the nonprofit, you know you're not getting anything back. So so instead of yeah. donating all this money to nonprofit, let's donate some of this money into our into the entrepreneurship in these communities and the human capital in those communities. And that's the way I look at resources. And by the way, I, and I think, Walter, you may, 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 I'd be interested in hearing your perspective on this. I mean, the, so much of the conventional approach to North Minneapolis and Frogtown and Lower East Side has been – We've got foundations, we've got nonprofits, we've got groups of earnest people in, in underused office spaces doing the nonprofit thing. And the fact his actual, and calling it investments, by the way, it's always considered an investment in the community when it is, in fact, nothing but an expense. Uh, the idea that actually investing in businesses and putting money out there the way the free market always does it best might actually pay much better dividends. Yeah, I mean, I definitely felt like a suburban tourist this weekend um, <laughs> who was having all of his his assumptions challenged as I sat and spent more time in North Minneapolis in, in a single stretch than I ever have before. Yeah. And I was struck by a number of things. Um, one of the things I was struck by was how everybody has a hustle. Like yes. everybody seems to be trying to do something to make their life 
better. All of the other booths were personally owned businesses of yeah. people selling this and selling that and offering this, and I'm a mentor. Um, you know, it's kind of like how every every uh, white guy in the suburbs has a podcast. Yes, every every black guy. <laughs> hey now, <laughs> every black guy in Minneapolis seems to be a mentor, right? Yeah. Like there's there's just there's all these things going on, and they're all granular, and they're community based, and they're relationship based, and it's all and and that's the kind of thing that you would expect to see yeah. from a conservative community. Bingo. Exactly. And, and by the way, that's like, yeah, if a semi went out of control on University Avenue in Frogtown and, and ran into a building, it would take out five or six Ma and Pa catering companies. It's, mm-hmm. it's uncanny there as well. So let's talk about the Frederick uh, Douglass Foundation. That's uh, why one of the reasons we're here to talk about uh, have you all in here today. Uh, Lacey Johnson, tell us a little bit about, the, uh, about why what the Frederick Douglass Foundation is why it matters and why people need to know more. Well, I mentioned earlier the four things that I focus on as far as pillars for the improvement of the community being, once again, uh, God, family, uh, education, and uh, wealth creation through business development. And what I like about the Frederick Douglass Foundation and maps to all of that, uh, very much up front, it talks about public policy. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, and when I talk to people in our community, potential voters, I try to get them to focus on results and policies, yeah. and those are the two things. That's why I like Frederick Douglass. And in order to do that well, I think we have to improve our educational uh, accomplishment and achievement. I mean, that's very, very important. And and once again, one of the messages is that I'm trying to uh, uh, put out in our community. I've been working around uh, engineers and things all my life, business right. people all my life, entrepreneurs all my life. I see the gap between what's going on educationally in our community and what it takes to be successful in these areas. So so that's why I like Frederick Douglass, because it brings all these things to, to bear to help address the fundamental issues, and it put God up front. And so, Let's talk about education. As a longtime homeschool, school choice, charter school advocate, Walter, I think it's fair to say this has been a disastrous session for education uh, writ large in the state of Minnesota. Is that the kind of education you're talking about here? Does it go beyond that? I mean, the schools, I get, we got a long way to go to bring the schools statewide to say nothing of in the city back to where they are a benefit rather than a liability. Uh, what? Tell us a little more about the education pillar uh, that you and the FDF are talking about. Well, I, I like to deal with fundamentals and root causes, whatever the areas. And so fundamentally, when you got a school system that's not, uh, does not have any competition, yeah. it's a government monopoly. Yes. And fundamentally, it, the government can stay, it's going to stay in business no matter what type of uh, uh, results it get. So what we really need to do is bring the bear vouchers and everything else. And I say to the public school official, if 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 uh, private funding is such a bad thing, let's try it. Yes, <laughs> let, let, let's try it. And, and I know it won't happen. And you know, I've been spending some time in North Carolina, and I just really like they have a voucher program, and yeah. and, and the money goes with the child, and it empowers parents and put them in the center of their choices for their children's education. So th- that's what I really like about it. Yeah. And and once again, having a lot of experience with the public school system, there are certain kids they'll never edu- educate. Yeah, I'm gonna say never. And because they don't know how. And once again, a lot of times what's happening is that people outside of the community who are not uh, uh, educated on the nuances of the community, the culture of the community, it's hard to solve problems that would deal with education or whatever else you're talking about, crime or any other issues that you're talking about if you're not familiar with the community and the people and their culture and things like that. Absolutely. You know, and I want to talk more about that. We we originally set this up for a half hour, but I can go as long as you guys want to talk because this okay. is interesting. And it's a pivotal importance to the state, to conservatism, to the Republican Party, and mm-hmm. to the communities we all live in here. Uh, 651-289-4488 is the number to call should you care to. Uh, come up with a question for Lacey Johnson, uh, Walter Hudson, myself, or everyone involved. By the way, Frederick Douglass uh, Foundation uh, website is uh, uh, FDFMN.org. Yep. Uh, I was just asking to be polite. <laughs> FDFMN.org. Is, uh, I'll be posting that at shotinthedark.info momentarily here. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, by the way, anything else? Uh, we got about thirty seconds. Here. Anything else planned for Juneteenth tomorrow? Here, or is anything else? Are you going to be back up uh, with your uh, site, uh, Republican advice five cents sign? Uh, I, I am 
confident that I'm going to be doing something, but I have to look at my calendar to know what it is. I'm, my brain's pretty <laughs> scrambled after the last few they days. Keep you, uh, by the way, uh, Lacey, you were talking about you were disappointed they didn't get vouchers. I said, I'm, I'm lucky. After looking at this last session, Walter or Lacey, I'm surprised they didn't ban homeschools and uh, bulldoze okay. all the charter schools. Well, I mean, don't don't put a past them. They got another yeah. year. Right? I don't want to give them um, ideas. Yeah, they're not done damaging the state of Minnesota. No. Oh uh, man, they're gonna keep beating us to our morale improve. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> I can't top that, Lacey Johnson. More when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Pool and Spa is having a special Father's Day sale. A one-time opportunity to save 40 to 80% at Minnesota's largest hot tub and swim spa outlet. Be advised. Master Pool and Spa is having a special Father's Day sale. A one-time opportunity to save 40 to 80% at Minnesota's largest hot tub and swim spa outlet. Be advised. Master Pool and Spa is having a special Father's Day sale. A one-time opportunity to save 40 to 80% at Minnesota's largest hot tub and swim spa outlet. Our factory have demanded we sell 100 hot tubs and swim spas this week. Huge factory incentives, factory rebates. We can remove your old hot tub. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Hot tubs starting at $2,999. Free delivery. Just relax and enjoy. 394 in Louisiana, St. Louis Park. Look for the big blue sign. Master Pool and Spa. Sale ends this Sunday. 952-253-0665. 952-253-0665. 952-253-0665. With the new radical Minnesota legislation permitting abortion at any stage of pregnancy, your help with Robbinsdale Women's Center is needed more than ever. While the abortion industry stands ready to profit from a woman's unplanned pregnancy, Robbinsdale Women's Center is the first step in educating women on the truth about all their options. Through RWC, women will receive services and resources to make an informed decision. These resources include medical services like ultrasounds, other education and parenting classes. They'll learn more about the beautiful baby growing inside. Sadly, 80% of RWC's patients are seeking an abortion when they first visit. After seeing their baby on an ultrasound and hearing unbiased information on all their choices, 8 in 10 women planning to terminate the pregnancy change their mind. Robbinsdale Women's Center is 100% donor-funded. Please help RWC provide life-affirming options for women. Visit rwcinfo.org. A sustaining gift of $44 a month helps save a baby, but make any donation you can. rwcinfo.org. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please Please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax deductible. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. A roster of values-driven, award-winning hosts at Salem Podcast Network is growing all the time, expanding way beyond what you hear on the air, although on the air is plenty, in it? I think so. we got Brandon Tatum, Charlie Kirk, Michelle Tafoy, Dinesh D'Souza, Jenna Ellis, Carl Jackson, Trish Regan. I could go on and on and on. In fact, if I had less to talk about, I would. SalemPodcastNetwork.com. 651-289-4488 the number to call should you have any questions or comments for Walter Hudson, Lacey Johnson, or myself regarding Juneteenth and the Frederick Douglass Foundation. Speaking of which, uh, let's go into some more details. The website, fdfmn.org. That's Frederick Douglass Foundation, mn.org. Tell us a little bit about the foundation. 
Well, once again, we're into public policy. Uh, we're into education. I think uh, those are two key components. Uh, once again, uh, what we're and the two things go together because what I found, a lot of voters really don't connect their votes uh, to what's going on in the community, uh, to the policy that created conditions uh, uh, in the community. So we want to be able to make that connection for them. Uh, we also want to do some things on a practical. Uh, uh, boots on the ground basis where we're actually uh, knocking doors and things like that for the candidates. Uh, we want to help uh, provide some educational program. Hopefully we have some input on on uh, finding candidates, good candidates to run, candidates with roots in the community who really understand the issues and the culture and the people there and their potentials and things like that. So those are the type of things we want to do. And, of course, in remembrance of the great uh, patriot uh, Frederick Douglass, and, and what he did and his influence on the Civil War and Abraham Lincoln and all the great things that came out of that. And his pivotal role in the abolition movement and so many other things, absolutely. So uh, I want to come back to, to the boots-on-the-ground aspect of this whole thing because opportunity is out there. I mean, this last presidential election did show us that to some extent. But uh, let's talk a little bit about, how, since we're talking about resources, what sort of resources are the Frederick Douglass Foundation uh, needs. Let's start with human resources. Who should be looking into to finding out more, joining? What, uh, what, how can people get involved? Uh, I think the best way for people to get involved right now is to go to our website, FDFMN.org, uh, and uh, they'll see a place where they can uh, volunteer and sign up and communicate with us. Uh, and we're going to have some donation part to donate out there also and help fund the organization that way. And to be honest, we're getting off the ground. We're going to be developing more detailed plans and things like that over the course of the coming weeks. Uh, we are going to require some not only just financial resources, but human resources, people who are just interested. Well, first of all, interested in improving uh, the community, especially the African-American community, people that's interested in uh, improving the Twin Cities, Minnesota, and this country, and uh, who's looking for a change, a different approach. Because of what I tell people, if you want to change things, you got to change the way you look at things and change what you do. And so we're going to be there to educate them on the type of changes that need to take place uh, to make a difference in these communities and a difference in people's lives on a day-to-day basis. Now, we're talking about uh, having boots on the ground to help affect the election cycle. And, and, and while it's, it can be daunting to look at a place like North Minneapolis or really most of Hennepin County, if you're anywhere to the right of Paul Wellstone, mm-hmm. I mean, the last presidential election showed there is opportunity out there. When you have the Latinos of South Texas drifting to the right and you had the, the biggest black turnout for a Republican we've seen since Richard Nixon's first run for the presidency, there is opportunity out there. So tell us about the, the nature of these boots on the ground uh, in North Minneapolis and presumably throughout uh, the, the city, and, uh, and what, you, what the change you want to be when it comes to politics uh, as a result of this effort. Yeah. And, and I'll relate uh, the answer to the Frederick Douglass Foundation. Uh, I, what I've discovered is that one of the reasons that conservative candidates, Republican candidates, have an issue uh, gaining votes within a lot of these communities because these communities don't know Republicans True. in GOP. Uh, I don't know too many people who know a Republican who have, have actually come and sat at their table and talked to them, who has a history of serving the community, who has been in the prison, who's worked with the pastors in these churches. Those are the type of things. And, and what I call it, I guess, infrastructure. Yeah. We need to put an infrastructure in place, and that's what Frederick Douglass is here to help with putting that infrastructure in place where we're actually getting volunteers and we actually establishing a relationship with people in the community. We're actually going into homes and sitting down at tables. We're actually attending NAACPs. We're members of it, and we're supporting these organizations, and we're understanding how they work, even though we know they have issues. Yeah. But uh, the, the answer to that is not to sit on the sideline. It's get in there and get involved and get people to know you because people are going to vote I think the reason I was uh, somewhat successful because people knew me personally and they knew my work. So that's what we want to do. Walter Hudson. I've been going around for quite some time talking about the need to professionalize the party. And part of what I mean by that is if you look at the Democrats, you know, we had this huge freshman class come in this legislative session due to redistricting, which 
completely upends the game board and pieces fall over the place and you create opportunities for new people to get involved. So you have this huge freshman class of both Republicans and Democrats. And one of the many stark differences between those two groups on either side of the aisle is that the Republican freshmen are like, you know, um, retirees, homemakers, business owners, principals, teachers. And on the left, you've got a bunch of community organizers, directors of nonprofits, activists, people who get paid to do politics. Yeah. They have a professionalized party infrastructure on the DFL side of the aisle. We do not. The nonprofit industrial complex is the DFL's farm team. Absolutely. Yes. And they have what I call on-ramps and off-ramps, where they have places to park the people who they're going to run. Yeah. And they have places for the people who to... For, so... Um, one of the terms that's been coined, I can't. I wish I could credit the guy who came up with it, uh, is kamikaze legislation. Yes. Um, where and we saw a lot of that this last session, where people who are in vulnerable districts are voting insanely yeah. for the district that they live in. Yeah. Um, and they are they are falling on the sword for their party, but it ain't going to be that painful because there's some place we can pl- land them and they'll get paid, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's an advantage that the left has that we do not. Um, and specifically to bring it back to North Minneapolis and to bring it back to the Frederick Douglass Foundation, uh, I, as a as a Republican incumbent state legislator uh, who's working on the political side of things, see organizations like this as the potential for the beginning of us having something like that on our side. Yeah. Um, and not only does it serve that potential purpose, but it also serves the purpose of, you know, one of the, one of the things that I ran into in terms of feedback over this weekend um, specifically from Reverend Tim Christopher, who I know we all know in this room. Oh, yeah. Is he said, you know, this is fantastic that you guys are here and we appreciate it and we like it. But you've been here before. You've sat here in, in a booth before. You've, t- you've sat down even at a table and talked to us for, for one time. Yeah. But what we need is for you to be back here next week and for mm-hmm. you to be here tomorrow and for, for you to be here on an ongoing basis. And I kept and I asked members of the community, you know, where do I need to go and when do I need to be there? How do I how do I learn more about what's going on? And the the answer that I kept getting was well just come down here just come down here Mm -hmm. and you know i've got a day job i've got i'm in the legislature like my time is limited you got kids but if there's an organization and if there's a network of organizations that have people who are there all the time who can let me know hey we need you here we need you now this is what's going on you need to talk to this guy you need to talk to this gal yeah that's what we that's the gap we need to close in order to really start being effective in areas like North Minneapolis. Sounds like you're chomping at the bit to get on here again, Lacey. <laughs> well, <laughs> Go for I, it. I, I just want to pick it back on, on sure. what he's saying. Once again, uh, just being at the Juneteenth uh, celebration over in St. Paul at, at Alliance Field yesterday, we came in, across a lot of uh, black citizens here from North Minneapolis who was interested in what we were doing. And I remember when uh, Scott Jensen and Matt Burke was running, uh, I was just amazed at the reception that they had got over there. But the best way to put it, and I got a little uh, a niece, and you can imagine most of my family are Democrats and not hardcore, <laughs> but uh, they're open to discussion and dialogue. Yeah. And my my niece said, "Look, uh, I'd be willing to consider the Republican Party, but you know, out of sight, out of mind, we don't see them." Yeah. And so that's what we need to do now. The, the part of the issue there, though, is that uh, I can understand if you're uncomfortable coming in the community. Because, yeah. I mean, let's face it, you can say the wrong thing or use the wrong phrase and it'll blow everything up. So I, I understand all that. And that's why it's good to get talk to people like me and get involved with organizations like the Frederick Douglass Foundation where you can actually come there and talk to people in person, uh, just what I call everyday people like me. Yeah. And then you get to understand and learn the community a lot better. Yeah, the thing that I, I, I think about was uh, last year during the DFL primary, uh, when Don Samuels almost came within within a whisper of toppling Ilhan Omar, and he did it with rhetoric uh, about law and order that would have uh, sounded perfectly at home coming from any republic running for any office anywhere in the state of Minnesota. I mean, for the most part, Don Samuels uh, sounded a little bit like Barry Goldwater. Excuse me there, and. Uh, and, and, of course, he had that last-minute ad at the end of the campaign. So I'm really a Democrat. I'm all for abortion and, and yada, yada, yada. But, but yeah, I mean, his rhetoric about crime as an outsider so, and someone who's been watching the North Minneapolis and the Minneapolis DFL at all levels for years, I thought, whoa, this guy has got to sound like Genghis Khan to the Minneapolis DFL establishment. And, and yet, it had to be a DFLer 
to mm-hmm. to get on the board there. If a Republican had come out of the same neighborhood with the same exact message, even a black Republican, mm-hmm. it would have been a, a 18 percent vote, not a 40 percent vote here. So I, th- there, I, I took that as a sign that there is a market for people like us up there. It's just the challenge of, of actually being seen and being uh, accepted as a part of the community, as I think you're the, both saying. Is a the, big experience, part. Well the experience that I had um, over the past couple of days was the longer you talked to someone, the more conservative they sounded. Yeah. So you, you introduce yourself as a Republican state representative and you, st- and you ask about politics and government. And the, and the first like surface level reactions you're going to get are things that sound very liberal and very democratic. Right. They're going to be focused on race. They're going to be focused on resources, right? Money, yeah. um, that sort of thing. But the longer you talk to them, the, the long, the more likely it is that they're going to pivot towards things like family, fathers, faith, um, kids, kids doing right. Yeah. Um, mentorship, um, responsibility, wealth creation, business, yeah. entrepreneurship. And so, one hundred percent. That is, it is not an anomaly. Don Samuels was not reflecting something that was an anomaly. It is baked into the cake. It is there. It is real. There's a thick vein underlying of conservatism that is natural to this community. It is untapped. Yeah, that's the problem. And we have no idea where to start drilling to hit that vein. Absolutely. It does remind me of my time as perhaps the only conservative talk show host in the Twin Cities punk rock scene. And as I talked with these punk rockers, it's like, oh, you're a very merit-based culture. It's just, well, anyway. I will come back with more of that with Lacey Johnson and Walter Hudson when we return. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. From Elk River to the Congo River and Cannon Falls to Niagara Falls, we go where you go. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GPS for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GPS for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GPS for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up. C.S. Lewis once said, education without values seems to make man a more clever devil. A Christian education is the solution to this problem and can be yours for half price for your child's first year. TwinCitiesTuitions.com and area schools are working together to make this a reality for families just like yours. Now you can equip your child with the knowledge and moral foundation needed for them to make an impact in today's world. To see the full list of participating half-off tuition institutions, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. 
That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at Minneapolis.SalemSurround.com. AM12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. This, this is dedicated to our president who, who end, ended a speech with that this past week. I think it's just his his mon- homage to the late great Sex Pistols. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Lacey Johnson, uh, Walter Hudson, talking about the Frederick Douglass Foundation. One more segment. I figure it was worth mm-hmm. donating a whole hour or two. So this okay. is uh, this has been great, guys. Uh, but you had something you wanted to say before we went out to break. Well, Lacey. we were talking about the challenges of the inner city and getting them to, even though they're conservative, yes. they're not voting their conservatism. And I, I, my analysis is one of the main issues are the Republican brand is so bad in these cities, man. It's yeah. Like, all they need to know is you you got an R in front of your name. That's all they need to know. And we know it's not justified. The Democrat brand is good, it, yeah. even though they've destroyed the state, destroyed the city, <laughs> and, and all kinds of crazy stuff. So that and the power of the media. And what I'm hoping that Frederick Douglass, because I tell everyone based on my political experience, somehow we got to go around the media, above the media, and get to the people. And that's where the Frederick Douglass Foundation can come in as far as its education, as far as its boots on the ground, as far as its getting to know the people in the, in the community and in the families and what they really need and going to bat and fighting for them and, and, and trying to get things done differently to improve their lives. I work on the engineering side. The marketing people are the people that we struggle mm-hmm. against to, to, <laughs> to do our job frequently. But what does the GOP need to do uh, about its brand? I mean, it, it, the brand works well in places like Grant County and, and Matamidi and places like that. But what, what needs to change about the GOP brand? I'll throw that out to both of you since you live and breathe the brand, Walter. Yeah. Uh, um, so I, I, I have quite a few thoughts about this. I'll try to distill it down to an concise uh, summary as possible but so i've been involved for a long time i remember when dan severson um used to to be on the bleeding edge the tip of the spear now he lives in florida yeah um of trying to do this mission of trying to get in and, and develop relationships with minority communities um in order to build constituencies and even back then and certainly continuing to this day the approach has very much been this external imposition and what i mean by that is we already have our brand and we try to impose it on people who have already rejected it. Right. That's not going to work. The opportunity here is to invite people to create what the Republican brand is in their community. Yeah. Uh, the, the North side Minneapolis Republicans are going to be North side Minneapolis Republicans. They're not going to be right County Republicans. Right. And so, we, what we need to do is we need to identify people through the development of relationships who are uh, willing and able to create a Republican brand in their community rather than just accept or transmit the brand that we hand to them on a silver platter. Absolutely. Well, well, I think uh, knowledge, kindness, and results are the things there. Knowledge as far as some of the things Frederick Douglass is doing. A lot of, uh, especially inner city people, and especially African Americans, don't know the history of the Democratic Party. And for a party that's going around and and their constituents demanding name changes because of a bad history, uh, nobody's requested that the Democratic Party change its name, even though it's behind slavery, Jim Crow, KKK, and all of that. So, so we need to point those things out. The effect of abortion. Uh, we also need to get results, like I, I, I said, also. But one last thing, uh, I just remember Elon Musk said he used to vote Democrat because they had the image of kindness. Yes. And so we really got to make sure that we, we that people feel that we're kind. And I just ended with this: It's like my son say. People care more about how you make them feel than what you do for them. And so some kind of way we have to change their feelings about the uh, Republican Party and some of the things that we're going to do there is social media and boots on the ground and just one-on-one contact. We're almost out of time. I, uh-huh. I want to go to the phones. Uh, Mark in St. Louis Park's been waiting. Mark, you got about 30 seconds. Go right ahead. First of all, happy Father's Day, gentlemen, and and congratulations on joining the June, uh, Juneteenth. But I think it's a waste of time, and personally. And uh, 
Reverend Christopher is always blaming Republicans, mayors, uh, a police, the police department, Donald Trump. But when are you? When is the onus going to be shifted to the actual residents of North Minneapolis? So just do do something on their own. If you don't like what's going on, vote for the other party. At least on a national election, there are no locals running. I know that, but there's no even voting for Republicans on a national election. Lacey Johnson, I'll let you take that. Well, one. a couple of things. Uh, no one will ever hear me pointing fingers somewhere else. Somewhere else. My whole message to the community is: it's all on you. You got everything you need to solve these issues. So. I don't blame anyone else, and I don't know whether that came across as this gentleman who just called in or not. We we got the the whatever we need to solve this problem ourselves. Walter, my suggestion to Mark would be go down to North Minneapolis and ask that question to somebody who lives there, and yeah. then see how they vote as in reaction to that question. Um, <laughs> yeah. I understand the attitude, and I've and I've shared the attitude that a lot of conservative activists have. On the frustration of, you know, you keep getting the same results. Why do you keep voting the same way? But until you're willing to actually look at somebody in the eye and ask them that question and then listen in good faith to their answer, you're not going to be able to motivate them to change their voting behavior. Just one more thing, too. Our brains aren't logical. It tricks us. Yeah. And so all this logic that we're going to voters with, uh, it will work on some. But most people, it's, it's just an instinctual, emotional reaction to things and that's where our brains works and so this whole logical approach rather than uh people changing their feelings towards the party i think is more key than the logical approach you're so right i mean i grew up in a democratic house in a one of the most republican places in the country and i remember when i crossed over when i was 21 to vote for ronald reagan for the first time i didn't tell my mom about it for a good 20 years i'm sure she would have disowned me uh so that that was that was i'm sure it's got to be even uh more so i do we have time uh tom in anoka we've got about 10 seconds go for it yes i just wanted to comment that i don't think it's really about the relationships angle after all uh, based on what uh, i've researched and like dennis prager says it's the issue uh, for so many people if they're addicted to welfare it's hard to get them off and i don't know that if the, a lot of the residents have strong ties to the welfare i don't know that just uh, building a relationship. We are at the at the poster. Thanks. I'll let uh, Lacey respond well, real quick. A couple quick. of things. They are not addicted to welfare. And, and I related to something you mentioned earlier. Uh, and, and people hustle for, for money, resources. Yeah. Yep. And a government program is just another hustle to them. And, and once again, you got people outside these communities who's not understanding the pressure that these people are under. Yeah. And if, once you understand that and understand how our brains work and the fact that uh, the government is not the solution, we'll, we'll come up with some better answers. If I had another segment to bleed this into, I would totally do it. But the network is called Walter Hudson, Lacey Johnson. we got to do this again sometime. Yes. FDFMN.org. That's Frederick Douglass Foundation. Thanks you for coming out today. Thank you all for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Are you looking for trusted insight and knowledge on how the eyes reflect a connection between health, lifestyle, sports, and nutrition? Tune into my show, Open Your Eyes Radio, Saturday at 9 a.m. with me, Dr. Kerry Gell. I'm an optometrist with more than three decades of experience, a keen interest in longevity and lifestyle, with a never-ending focus on the four basic principles of health, nutrition, exercise, stress reduction, and sleep. Listen and learn with me every Saturday at 9 a.m. here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can 
really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 